Hey everyone, it's Todd Hazelwood from the Brad Jones Racing Team and you're listening to The Podium. This is the podium where we celebrate the best from the world of motorsport and we're joined right now with one of the drivers from BJR in the Supercars Championship. He's currently down in Bundaberg. It is, of course, Todd Hazelwood. Todd, thanks so much for joining us again on the podium. Uh, Likewise, thanks for having me on once again and uh, look forward to having a chat and, and catching up since we last spoke. For sure, for sure. Well, lots has happened. So I think we had you on, it probably was around a year ago. I think you had a really strong run at Sydney Motorsport Park and we had you on to talk about that. A lot's happened since then in the world. Uh, You know, we had the championship wrap up at Bathurst in 2020. It started off in 2021 at Bathurst. Let's begin there. What was it like for you starting the championship at Bathurst? Look, it was very weird for many reasons. Obviously, you know, we normally go to Bathurst for that one time. Um, you know, it's a special occasion of the year in October. So to do that the first round of the year, plus not being at the Adelaide 500, which is you know, obviously so renowned as being a season opener for supercars, it was it was strange. Um, and obviously a bit of a sore spot for me, not racing at my home, you know, which was one of my favourite events, the Adelaide 500. It's the best way to normally kick off the year and yeah, it was a bit sad, a bit weird, but, um, you know, you never complain about doing actual laps at Bathurst, am I right? It's uh, amazing um, driving a supercar around there. And, yeah, for us, it all sort of started off not too bad. And, yeah, ever since uh, the years kicked off, it's, it's certainly been up and down like a yo-yo, that's for sure, um, and trying to manage all the emotions. But, you know, hopefully we can get back on track and we can finish our, you know, 2021 season off nicely. Definitely, definitely. Before we talk about some of those performances and the ever-changing supercars calendar, I want to ask, what did you manage to do during your downtime between the end of season 2020 and the beginning of season 2021? Well, it's a good question, actually, because um, I certainly made the most of the opportunity having a couple extra months off in between events. And, um, yeah, when, when uh, December hit, I basically had no, no commitments left for the rest of the year. And um, Brad said, look, I don't really need you for anything. So... I've been promising my girlfriend would do a, a decent road trip in the Ute one day, and we did exactly that. So packed up the back of the Ranger, and we uh, we went camping halfway around the country. So <laughs> ended up going all the way up to north of Queensland, all across to Darwin, and then we uh, ended up in Adelaide for Christmas. Uh, you know, so we arrived in Adelaide just a couple of days before Christmas Day. So yeah, I think we did uh, ten thousand kilometres in, in about um, twenty days or something. So. It was, a, it was an awesome trip and made the most of my time off, but obviously, uh, yeah, getting ready, you know, making sure I was back in shape before another big season of supercars kicked off. Most definitely. Let's talk about some of that on-track action now. Now, unfortunately, up until Townsville, it hadn't been the best of seasons so far for you. Like The race pace had been there. However, the consistency overall to get a, a race result, unfortunately, yeah, was, wasn't, wasn't there earlier on in the championship. Yeah, correct. It's, you know, to be honest, I'm not going to lie, it's been a really frustrating year for me personally. Just having, you know, our biggest issue really has just been our qualifying performances and our rate and our qualifying speed in general. You know, trying to get the tire to switch on for that one particular lap. It's been a real challenge for the engineering group and myself to unlock that. And, um, yeah, it's only really, you know, we've, we've shown that we've had a fast race car almost at, I think, probably 80% of the events. And, you know, we, I think my engineer Tony, just before we actually went to Townsville, you know, 80% of the races we've had top five or top eight race pace, but we've only had two top 10 race results. So that, you know, when you look at that in review, you know, it keeps, it keeps you in a positive frame of mind knowing that if you get qualifying right, we're in a, in a, we're in a really good position. But at the same time, you, 
you kind of look back just knowing how good your year could be if you could just get that single element right. And, you know, it's incredibly frustrating when you're not getting it right week in, week out. And, um, you know, we, we had that magical stat of passing more cars than any other driver in the field from pretty much all, all season. That's just purely down to, you know, our performances and qualifying not being good enough. So, look, Council was great. I felt like probably from our Winton test day leading into Darwin, we, we certainly found a few little things that were helping our cars come alive. Uh, I think Darwin was probably a step in the right direction, but we had a horror weekend there, getting caught up in that lap one melee crash and that sort of put us on the back foot for Sunday and got a penalty. And <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the Sunday probably didn't highlight the progress we've made behind the scenes. So to finally show that at Townsville, really put, you know, really stamp our authority on trying to make a comeback. Hopefully that's a trend for the remainder of this season. Most definitely. Well, what else would you attribute that, you know, huge swing in performance at Townsville down to? Oh, look, I think it's just all coming together. You know, as I said, you know, we've, we've been working really hard all year and trying to get this one lap speed to come to life. And, you know, it wasn't perfect at Townsville. It's not like we were sitting on the front row every race. And we were, I think, our, our genuine qualifying pace was probably just at the back half of the tent. Um, you know, obviously we, we got, I, I feel not lucky, but I felt like we executed our qualifying shootout lap um, on the first round of Townsville really well um, on that old tyre and that sort of, probably, you know, promoted us to third and it looked really good on paper. But, you know, I think our genuine qualifying speed probably just towards back out of the tent. Um, so, yeah, I think just trying to make the most of what we had at Townsville, was, you know, that showed. Um, but we've still got some work to do. But, you know, the, I think as a, as a group, we're, you know, we're working really hard behind the scenes. I can't thank the whole crew at BJR enough because they work day and night and trying to extract the most out of these cars and in particular my, my engineer, Tony, he's, he put a lot of effort in and, and continues to do so to, to ensure that we keep moving forward and, and we keep trying to take it to the best in the field. Well, yeah, well, Townsville's a track where you've had a pretty impressive record. What is it about that track that makes you so so strong there? <laughs> I really don't know. And it, it frustrates the hell out of me that, you know, I go to that track and all of a sudden our, our form turns around and then it seems to be a bit of a trend for the remainder of the year. So, um, you know, people always say it's a driver's track and you really got to be aggressive and, be comfortable with the walls and the curbs and stuff. So for whether or not, um, you know, hearing what other drivers struggle about around Townsville, for me, it doesn't really seem like much of an issue at all. I feel, feel really comfortable at, and at one at the car. I feel like I can really um, maximise my braking um, as, you know, strength that I think I, that I can produce in a supercar. I always feel like I'm braking late and, and attacking the entry and, and getting over the curbs nicely. And, and if, I have a car, if I don't have the perfect car, I can sort of manipulate the way the car handles with curbs and things like that. But, you know, that being said, you still need a, a fast race car to do the job. And I don't know, sometimes you, you go to tracks and you just know exactly what you need from a car to be fast. And, you know, I think over the years at Townsville, I've certainly learned what makes a slow race car, but more importantly, what makes a car come alive around a circuit like there. So, yeah, I think it's just a combination of things. And, um, you know, when you've got confidence on your side, it's just amazing what it can do for you as well. Yeah, most definitely. Well, before we talk about the supercars calendar and all the stuff that's been unfolding in Sydney and New South Wales, there's been a lot of other stuff happening as well in the sport, especially around Gen 3 and uh, looking like getting launched midway through next season. What do you think about that and how are things going down there at BJR? Look, from a Gen 3 point of view, I don't really know enough information to probably say too much, but yeah, obviously <laughs> it's a, a pretty huge step in, in the in the sports history and you know you know from my point of view i just hope that all the 
All the right uh, choices are made to try and make the sport cheaper, more achievable for for other teams, potentially to try and get in the sport, whether that be from Super 2 or vice versa, um, and, and try and make the sport more sustainable. I think from my point of view, that's what I'd like to see the championship become. You know, being part of the, the Super 2 program and, and then trying to forge a team together um, to step up to the main Supercars championship, it's one hell of a commitment. Um, and there's a lot of challenges involved, in, and particularly in this day and age, with the way that sponsorship and, and the commercial world works. And today, you know, I feel like our sport is just, we've evolved out past that window of what's, what's realistic in, in today's market. So we need to bring our parameters back and get everything back in line to what the sport should be. And I, I truly believe that it, A, most importantly, it needs to be entertaining and, and spectacular to our fans because, you know, I, I know it's cliche to say, but, you know, we, without fans, we don't have a sport and, you, you look at all the biggest sports in the country and around the world, they all look after their fans well and they have something that they, they can be engaged with and follow and get excited about. So we need to create some excitement to get into our sport. And then, you know, the way that we can grow our sport is putting more money into showcasing what we do as opposed to just spending heaps and heaps of money on development and parts that may not be necessarily to the, you know, the people watching at home, you know, what's the difference? You know, why have a hundred and thirty thousand dollar five liter pushrod V eight motor in in two thousand and twenty one? You know, like I, that sort of stuff's just it blows my mind that that's still in the category today. So, yeah, look, there's a lot of things that probably need to be looked at and changed. And yeah, unfortunately, from my point of view, I'm, I'm just a driver. It's well and truly out of my reach and as far as making changes. But you know, hope, hopefully, with this opportunity and a big reset. Hopefully they can get some of those key things right, and you know, you know obviously from my point of view, it, it can be scary when there's when there's change because when you're a driver, that's your livelihood, and obviously you want to see the sport um, flourishing and be successful. And because when you're part of that, that's your livelihood, and that's what you work towards every day of the week. It's like you know, being in a job and waiting for your whole your whole workplace to be rebranded and changed, and you don't know if you're going to be part of that restructure or not. I suppose that's. That's sort of where I sit at the moment, and yeah, fingers crossed it all comes to life, and we can hit all the hit all the deadlines that's put in place. Yeah, well, 2020, all the issues with the pandemic, you know, led to a lot of cost cutting in the sport, and one of the ones that I think has been difficult for a lot of the fans to take is this whole cutting down of the endurance rounds of the championship. You know, like we used to have a lot of well-established enduros, and then this year we've pretty much only got Bathurst. What do you think about enduros for the future? Oh, look, it, it needs to come back. You know, I, I'm very much a traditional sort of person. So, you know, I think, you know, ideally, you know, I don't know how long we're going to be racing at Sandown for, but, you know, while we can, why not keep, bring the Sandown 500 back, make it a, a pre-event before Bathurst. Um, you know, from my point of view, it makes sense. It's worked famously in years gone by, apart from it always probably being wet at that time of the year. That's probably the only downfall racing at Sandown. Um, you know, and, and it gives gives these poor co-drivers an opportunity to get in the car and get comfortable before heading to the toughest track of the season. And, um, you know, for most of these guys at the moment, the one time of the year, they're actually driving something, particularly with the challenges of, of COVID and the lockdowns and all the things that are going on in this crazy world that we're currently living in. So, um, yeah, hey, hopefully it comes back in the future. But obviously, you know, with the, the revised calendar for the remainder of this year, you know, obviously it's only Bathurst and, as a sport, we're just trying to do whatever we can just to go racing and put on a, sh- a show for the fans at home because, yeah, obviously, at the moment, times are tough and we're, yeah, it doesn't matter what business you're in, it, it, there, there's complications and there's struggles and, yeah, we're all just trying to do our bit. 
Yeah, well, one of the things that we get asked about quite a lot is, you know, we have like junior carters and that that have listened to the show and everything. And one of the ones that they'd like to know from drivers, and I think you're great at doing this, especially early on in your career, what advice would you give to them about trying to get involved in the sport? Because obviously, you know, there's a lot of things involved in getting involved in motorsport compared to, say, footy or, or another sport. You know, there's a lot of money involved. You need to get sponsorship. How did you go about that in, in the early days of your career? And what advice would you give to young kids karting now? Yeah, look, it's a great question. And it's something I get asked frequently. Um, I just had a third 86 driver email me asking me, you know, how do I get sponsors and what, where do I start and what do I do? And there's a lot of, um, I suppose, unheard of knowledge that you need to, to be successful in this motorsport industry. You know, at the end of the day, the, I probably, when I was young, I probably got a harsh reality check of what's actually involved to be successful in motorsport. And that doesn't matter how much talent you've won or, or got up your sleeve or how many karting state titles that you've won that you think that's just going to propel your career into something incredible. Um, you know, you really got to set yourself up like a business, to be honest, um, and got to have a business mind to achieve it in, in motorsport. And, and that starts at a young age. And it's, you know, it's hard to put those elements in place when you're, you know, you might only be 14, 15 years old or, or even younger. Um, and trying to comprehend that when you're still at school, there's still so many things that you don't know and you need to learn all at once. Um, and that's something that I probably, you know, got involved with really early in my career. You know, since in my last couple of, last couple of years of uh, go-karting, you know, we started fundraising. How do we try and achieve sponsorship? You know, you start door knocking and, you know, there's a lot of people that can that can try and help you, but you need to go out there yourself, out there yourself to, and show the businesses and brands that you are keen, you are committed, and you're going to do whatever it takes to try and make your dreams come true. But it's, yeah, it's that fine line between working out how do I tell sponsors and brands and people that you, you need to get involved to help obviously support your career and as we all know sponsorship's a dirty word in our sport because there's you know there's so many drivers over the years that are talented but don't have the money but then there's drivers that have talent have no money but then somehow work out how to make that money get get into their back pockets and then they can go racing there's a, there's a lot of ways and it just comes down to how committed you are the more you want it you know anything's achievable and i feel like we're pretty lucky here in Australia in particular, where we can put our minds to something and we can dedicate the, the time and effort towards it, then, you know, the world's your oyster, really. Uh, and that's something that I suppose, you know, I was pretty lucky that I had a very supportive family, you know, not not financially well off, you know, it was more just committed, you know, where I have my sister, my mum and my dad all working their backsides off for me personally. It was, um, you know, a big commitment. Um, but, you know, that's what helped make it all happen. You know, it's, it doesn't, doesn't happen overnight. It takes years and years of hard work and sacrifice to to even get close and that's the unfortunate thing particularly in motorsport it doesn't doesn't matter how hard you work sometimes there's no guarantees and that's the scary reality of the sport but um you know you, you just got to have your mind on the goal and, and just fully commit to it because you you never know when your chance might come and you just need to be ready for it there we go. Some awesome words of advice there. Now, talking back about the calendar uh for anyone that's missed it let's quickly bring you up to speed so the championship will next be heading to Winton in around eight weeks' time. So a long layoff. After that, there's a TBA, which is expected to be Phillip Island, pending on all the coronavirus going on at that point in time. Then we finally head to Bathurst in November, Sydney Super Night, and then the final round of the championship in early December at the Gold Coast. Now tell me, Todd, what have you made about this updated calendar? Yeah, well, let's hope we can make it happen, right? 
obviously it's a long way um, or a long, long, long break in between races for us as drivers. And, you know, for me, it's almost frustrating because I've just come off my best round of the year. And I'd, I'd love to use that momentum that I've now currently got on my side into the next event. So for me, I'd love to race next weekend and <laughs> try and use that format we've got. So now to, you know, I'll probably be out of the car nearly 10 weeks between events, which is a hell of a long time. Um, so, you know, you kind of feel like as a, as a driver, you almost hit the reset button and start again. So, um, you know, I'll be just trying to do whatever I can to stay sharp, stay fit. Um, I'm pretty fortunate I've got access to a cart up here that I'm, I'm utilising. So I'll try and find a few cart race meetings in between and do some testing and try and keep the mind occupied. But yeah, look, it's, Hey, hopefully we can just get it in. You know, obviously the, you know, currently in Australia, we're faced with some serious challenges with COVID-19 and, you know, half the country still being in lockdown and, you know, there's millions of people stuck at home, you know, with the doors shut basically and nowhere to go. So it's, um, you know, if we can go racing, we can, we can achieve the, the plans that's put in place. And I think that's a good effort because yeah, obviously there's, there's bigger problems in, in the, in the world and in our country in particular at the moment, we need to be conscious of that. So, um, yeah, I feel grateful that we've been able to get the racing in that we've done this year and we've had fans at, at most of the events that we've done. So you know, hopefully that's the case at the end of this year and we can still put on a show for everyone watching at home. Yeah. Well, you mentioned there getting to get some time in a cart again We've seen a lot of supercar drivers, you know, competing in other categories as well as competing in the Supercars Championship, Australian GT and a few of the other series. Have you ever considered doing that? I'd certainly love to. Look, if uh, if there's any GT drivers that have got their hand up and want a co-driver to, to steer <laughs> along with them, I'd love to. Um, I really enjoyed my time driving an Audi GT3 car in the Bathurst 12-hour a couple of years ago and we had some pretty cool success, so... Look, I'd love to love to do um, some more stuff like that. You know, from my point of view, anytime I've got my backside in a race car, it's a good day. And um, you know, hence why I um, you know teamed up with the guys at CIG Australia and got a car, um, just because you know we, especially with the unpredictability of the championship at the moment and and the big breaks that we have between events, you know, I really feel like I need need to get get into something. You know, I'm 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 a racer at heart, and I want to just be doing laps. And you know, the go kart's cool because it's very raw, very pure. I can pull the thing, pull the thing apart at home, and it's sort of my hot rod that I get to play with. I suppose I, I polish it, polish everything up, and make sure everything's spick and span, ready to go. So that keeps me sort of occupied behind the scenes. But um, yeah, the karting's been good, and you know, especially with this break now, I've already looked at doing a couple more race meetings, just club day stuff. But um, you know, stuff that's you know, it's still relevant. You're still doing race starts. You're still managing tyre pressures and, and cart setups and all stuff that's relevant for the, the real supercar. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Should be a bit of fun. Have you ever considered going overseas as well and doing some stuff there? I'd love to, yeah. Look, it's um, an opportunity that's never arrived for me, to be honest. Um, you know, back in my open-wheeler days in Formula Ford and Formula 3, that was certainly something that I was looking, looking at trying to achieve. Um, at the time, but yeah, just the opportunities didn't line up and we didn't have the funding at the time, which sort of directed us to go towards supercars and, and the Super 2 Championship. So, you now obviously at the moment with the with the world we live with COVID, it, it, the, the chances of racing overseas are probably a little bit trickier than normal, um, you know, particularly, you know, if you have a two-week quarantine in between events and things like this, but hey, ho- ho- hopefully in, in years to come, opportunities will arise and, yeah, we can do something because I've, I've got a pretty big bucket list I'd love to fulfill one day. <laughs> Most definitely. And just before we finish, so, you know, five events to go in the championship, 
if all things go as planned. And a few tracks there. You've got Winton, the home test track for the team. Sydney Motorsport Park, a race where you got your first podium in the championship as well. And like we said, for closing out the season at the Gold Coast, tell us what are the expectations going into these final five events of the championship? Yeah, look, we're currently 14th in the championship at the moment and the points between probably 8th to, to 20th are very close. So, you know, but when we went into this year, we set a goal of being 10th or better in the championship. We thought that was realistic. Um, so, you know, from my point of view, not that there's much focus on the championship because they've still got to put a lot of focus into individual race results. But if we can be 10th or better by the end of the year, I'd be happy. I think that's job well done. Um, and, you know, we'll keep pushing on for next season. But, um, yeah, look, as you said, plenty of positive stuff to come, come into the remainder of the year. Winston being our, te- our home test track, I feel like um, we've got some rounds that the cars are going to be really strong at. So hopefully that's the case. And, um, yeah, fingers crossed we can, well, most importantly, get the races in. And, um, yeah, I'd love to finish the year off on a high Gold Coast. That'd be really cool. Most definitely. Well, yeah, look, it's been awesome to see you back up the pointy end of the grid at Townsville and hopefully some more strong runs to close out the championship season. Todd Hazelwood, thanks so much for joining us again on the podium. Always a pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me and uh, look forward to catching up again soon.